Welcome to Courageous Wellness. My name is Erica Stein. And I'm Allie French. And this is a podcast about individual journeys toward wellness and how to navigate it all. After Allie experienced a cancer diagnosis in her 20s, and Erica went through a sustained weight loss and self-love journey, we created a platform to interview real people from all walks of life that have combined all types of practices. From physical wellness to emotional and spiritual, we hear courageous stories and focus on why it's important to share them. We are now certified integrative nutrition health coaches, and together with our community, we are learning to live our best lives by telling one courageous story at a time. It takes courage to share these journeys, and by talking about them and sharing personal stories of real people, we aim to destigmatize the process. Join us as we and our community share our courageous wellness. This week on the podcast, we sit down with Alexandra Catalano, a healthy lifestyle expert, two-time TEDx speaker, recipe developer, and creator of the blog and brand Eat Cute. Traveling the country, Alexandra lectures at colleges and corporate events, providing nutritional counseling, meal plans, cooking demonstrations, and cleanse programs. She is also the author of From Beer Bongs to Broccoli, The College Kid's Guide to Health and Wellness. On this episode, we discuss Alexandra's personal journey to wellness and her story of overcoming an eating disorder. We also discuss accessible food and lifestyle tips, how to navigate cooking and healthy eating, and how the process of learning to do both changed her life. Enjoy the episode. episode is brought to you by Beekeepers Naturals. If you listen to our episode with founder Carly Stein, then you already know how powerful Beekeepers Naturals products are. Beekeepers Naturals is a wellness company specializing in innovative nutraceuticals made from healing hive compounds and plant-based ingredients. Their mission is to improve people's health naturally and save the bees. Allie and I are absolutely obsessed with these products and I've been using them consistently since December when Carly was on the podcast. So Allie, what is your favorite Beekeepers Naturals product? I love the Propolis Throat Spray. I've used it consistently through the year and it's been my immune system's secret weapon, which makes sense since Propolis is basically the immune system of the beehive and has germ fighting properties. What about you? I love the Propolis too, especially as somebody who always had strep throat and throat infections. It has seriously changed my entire life. (laughs) But with that said, my favorite product is the Bee Chill Hemp Honey. Bee Chill Hemp Honey delivers a powerful 28 milligrams of hemp oil per teaspoon so that you can find your bliss. Made with USA grown hemp, it is non-psychoactive and contains 0% THC. I sleep like a baby when I take it before bed and it seriously takes the edge off of my whole day. It also hits the spot when I'm craving something sweet after dinner, which is just an added bonus. If you want to try the Propolis or the Beechel Hemp Honey or any of the other amazing products, you can receive 15% off your Beekeepers Naturals order by using the code COURAGEOUSWELLNESS, all one word, at checkout. Or visit beekeepersnaturals.com slash courageouswellness. And you can also find the direct link in our show notes. Hello, 
have an exciting new discount for our listeners with Four Sigmatic. Four Sigmatic offers superfood coffee and elixirs to upgrade your daily routine. The powerful antioxidants, antiviral effects, and immune-boosting properties of mushrooms transform your cup of joe from an energy-boosting treat to a health-enhancing choice. Along with mushroom coffee, Four Sigmatic also offers mushroom elixirs, mushroom hot cocos, and other shroom-filled products. Erica uses the lion's mane in her morning superfood coffee, and even though I hate mushrooms, I absolutely love the products, especially the matcha latte powder, which contains myataki mushrooms and adaptogens. For 10% off Four Sigmatic products, visit foursigmatic.com and use the code COURAGEOUS at checkout, and there's also a direct link in our show notes. So welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. So just to begin, can you talk to us a little bit about your personal journey and how you found yourself in the wellness world? Yes. So um, when I was going to college, I was actually pursuing a career as an opera singer, mm. which was fun. Interesting. Yeah, it was a really I'm a good singer time. too. Stop it. Yeah. See, I mean, we're meant to be friends. <laughs> yeah. um, so I was, I was studying that and mm. Before that, I had gone to a performing arts high school mm-hmm. where, you know, we did our academics in the morning and our music during the evening portion. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, because it was performing arts, we didn't have a lot of parties or straight guys or any of that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you get to college and it's the first time you're away from home and it was really exciting. And so I fell into really unhealthy habits. Mm-hmm. Um and that manifested in me losing my voice. I just, you know, I was staying up late. I wasn't drinking any water. Mm. I was stressed. Um, I was eating garbage. And I just, it, I really saw that um, take away my talent and for singing. And I felt really lost. Mm. It also had an eating disorder. I was always on a diet. Mm. And it was, it was really tough. So when I ended up graduating, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And so the first thing that I wanted to kind of figure out is like, how do I feel better? Because mm. I just wasn't, you know, so tired. And I just, did, I didn't feel great. So I started um, reading all these books about nutrition. I started changing the way I ate. Mm. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm sure you're going to agree with me. You start feeling really good and you're yeah. like, I yeah. got to tell other people about this. Um, so I ended up going to integrated nutrition and learning about all the different dietary theories, which you guys know. <laughs> and um, that's, that's how I got into it. That's wow. so interesting. I'm, it's, I'm like, oh, I'm excited to learn also about um, your history as a musician and then transitioning into this space because I also think you were talking about losing your voice yeah. and I can relate to the fact that like when your body as a performer, right, is not working for you, there's, there's sort of like a loss there and that our, our physical health sometimes determines the way we truly can perform. And that doesn't literally mean perform like as an artist, but perform in anything that Mm -hmm. we try to do. And so, um, I think it's really interesting that you've turned that into your life work now. Um, so was that scary for you? You know, at first it wasn't because it was never the goal. Like I was Mm. just, I was going to nutrition school going like, this is for me. Like (laughs) I'm just here, I'm just here for the looks. Like I'm just here for fun. Um, And the more I went through the program, I still, it took me years. Even after I graduated, I was kind of doing it for fun, but it wasn't really a goal. I was just kind of writing about it online and having fun with it. And it wasn't until like four years ago, three years ago, I really started to like, I'm like, I think this is what I want to do. Wow. Mm. Um, And it, it was, it was cool. 
Yeah. You, you talk about, right. You mentioned that you were always on a diet, right. Or always <laughs> obsessing about food. So how did you navigate kind of always being on a diet and diet culture to now finding out what worked for you? Like when did you start to feel better and how did that transition occur? Yeah. So I remember when I was always on a diet, I was terrified of food mm. and I was always, I don't know you guys, I'm 33. So <laughs> well, see, we're, we're the same person. Yeah. Um, I've just decided we're just, we're, we're, we're cousins. I went to performing yeah. arts school, high school too. So oh, we'll okay. talk after. Um, we'll, we'll, okay. To, to be discussed. But, um, so I was always on a diet. I was terrified, honestly, to go into a kitchen. Like mm. I didn't want to cook. I was like, food mm. is this thing that I just felt like it had so much power over me yeah. and I didn't understand you know when I started learning about food you start to realize like oh you want better skin like Mm -hmm. here's like these foods are really great for that or you want better hair like I started to see all these wonderful benefits Mm -hmm. so then when I go into the kitchen knowing about all the powerful benefits that these foods had I was like oh I'm creating a cocktail Mm -hmm. you know of all these incredible ingredients to get the results that I want And then I I started to realize like, oh my God, you can feel so good. And it's just certain types of foods that maybe, you know, were taking me away from the things that I wanted, but certain, you know, it's simple. Whole foods, I think is just, you can't do better than that. Uh, You know, there's a lot of marketing that goes into the health and wellness business. And look, there are some products that, yeah, I really love and they've made it easy for me to, Mm -hmm. you know, especially when you're traveling, you know, it's harder to get certain foods. Um, but it, it's really helped me to just kind of empower myself to know that I can go into a kitchen and make something that's going to not only taste really great, but also heal and nourish my body. That's amazing. I think, you know, we listened to your TED Talk, oh, which goody. was so <laughs> wonderful. You're such like a great speaker. And, you know, we really resonated with so much of what you said and are saying now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you also mentioned, right, you struggled with bulimia yeah. and your eating disorder. So how how did that component, how did you heal from that component? Cause there's so many people that struggle with whether it's anorexia, bulimia, or even just binging, right? Like emotional eating binges, even, even if they're not purging, right? Ugh, even yeah. orthorexia, right? Like there's, there's so many disorders yeah. in wellness and in diet culture. And so how did you, how, how did you recover? You know, what was your recovery process like? And and how did you realize it was time? Absolutely. So for me, my big struggle was I suffered from, you know, I would eat foods. I would restrict myself. Firstly, I would restrict myself where I wouldn't eat all day. And then I would just like lose it and yeah. I would eat everything. Um, and a lot of things that I would eat when I binged was like sugar. Mm-hmm. And you know, sugar is like the most addictive thing ever. Right. So I just felt like every time I consumed sugar, it was this thing that just took mm. hold of me like a, like a drug addict. Yeah. And, um, as soon as I removed those things, you know, I haven't had sugar. I mean, this is before, but my boyfriend and I gave up real sugar like four years ago, wow. which has been like, I cannot tell you how much that's changed my life because, yeah. look, some people, and I don't, they're magical people. I don't know if you're one of them. Uh, they can have like a half a cookie and they're like, yeah, that's, I'm good. That's yeah. my mother. My mother can do that. Um, I can do I that. Can do I, can't, yeah. I can't do that though. No. I, yeah, I, I have friends can't. who like look in my cupboard and they're like, how do you have half a chocolate bar in here. Yeah. And I, yeah, I can't. Allie is a unicorn. Yeah. I, you are a unicorn. You are. There yeah. are things I cannot keep in my house because I will eat I just don't thing. have, I love sweets, but I don't have a sweet tooth. Yeah. So for me, that was my fix. Yeah. So as soon as I, you know, took the shame out of like, look, I, I love desserts. I have dessert every night. Yeah. And I have a dessert that is made with, you know, I use bananas to sweeten things yeah. or monk mm-hmm. fruit or different types of sweeteners. And I always feel 
firstly, I never feel guilty after I mm-hmm. eat. Yeah. I always feel really good after I eat. And that to me has changed my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that I really recommend to a lot of people because you look, I, there's, we all know we're going through integrative nutrition, right? There's like a million different ways to eat. Yeah. And I can't yeah. go around telling people that, you know, look, some people are vegan and they get amazing results and they feel great. Some people eat meat mm-hmm. or do pescatarian work. They feel great. And who am I to go like, no, this is the way. Yeah. Like there isn't. And so for me, the one thing that I do believe though is sugar is a huge problem and it's really addictive. I'm sure you've seen the documentary um, Sugar Coated. Mm. It's, it's, I actually haven't. Yeah, oh, I haven't. guys, Sugar Coated. It used to be on Netflix. It's not anymore. Okay. But I highly recommend renting it because it is all about the sugar industry. Mm. And one of the things that they show in this documentary is they give rats the option of cocaine and sugar. And yeah, yeah, I've heard this yes. study before. And they and choose sugar. They choose sugar. And yeah. to me, that just goes to show you, like, it's incredibly addictive. So people end up going, oh, my God, there's something wrong with me. I have no self-control. I'm I'm bad. I'm like, no, you're, you're dealing with a drug. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, so for me, removing those kinds of foods and just everything I ate feels good to me really did heal my recovery. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's pretty, that's pretty incredible. I think that focus right on real foods and figuring out what works for you and also food not being the enemy or bad. That's, you know, of course, like we're talking about, there's, there's foods that are not nutritionally great for you because sugar is addicting. The chemicals in them can like mess with our gut microbiome, all this stuff. But I think for me, because I am, I've never had, um, an eating disorder, but I mean, I did lose 50 pounds. So I definitely had like a control issue with food. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I think for me, a big process has been, there are no quote bad foods, right? Like if you eat a cookie, if you eat an in and out burger, it's really about what you do most of the time, not what you do some of the time, right? Like bad food, bad foods, right? And it's not bad because you're going to get fat or because of this. It's like, for me, it really changed into like, well, this is about health and I really want to be healthy and not get cancer. And, you know, like, what can I do to make sure I am healthy? And that, you know, that is like, I had in and out with my husband on Sunday night after our friend had a show and it was so enjoyable, but that's not what I do most of the time. Absolutely. So So it's like 80, 20, like, and I always tell people that like, Hey, you want to go to, I grew up in LA. I've had in and out in my life. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's like, you know, cool. Like I'm going to go have in and out tonight and you know what, tomorrow I'm going to have an amazing, you know, uh, smoothie with greens. You know, like I always say to people, like, have your, have your fun. I call it a treat meal. I hate using the word treat, uh, cheat, because cheat implies there's something wrong with it. Bad, yeah. So for me, I'm like, have your treat. But then after that, you know, you have the opportunity at the next meal to get back on track, to make the, you know, to eat in the way that you like. Because I think what happens a lot of times is we go, well, I had it out last night. You know what? Let's go, let's let's go have mimosas. Let's get bagels. Um, well, yeah. And I, I do think, right. It's like, it's kind of like how one healthy meal doesn't make you healthy. One unhealthy meal isn't going to make you unhealthy. You really are the sum of everything and and small changes really do add up to large big changes it's a lifestyle it is a choice Mm -hmm. at the end of the day and so I think what we're kind of navigating into right now is like intuitive eating right Right. and like fueling your body which you also talk about Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) but I think it's really hard right like we I feel like I'm closer than ever to having an intuitive eating way of life where I'm not like 
feeling like this is bad, this is good. It's it's so much more about nourishing my body. And yes, when I eat from a place of intuition, it's like, you know, I do crave more greens and nutrients. But with that said, it took this journey, right? Like my health and wellness journey has been going on for six years that I can be like, oh, I trust myself now, right? So I feel like it's very scary sometimes to go the intuitive eating path because you're like, well, what if I just want to eat in and out every (laughs) single day? Or what if I just want to eat cookies and chocolate bars every single day? So how do you coach and how did you for yourself work with individuals and yourself on trusting yourself again? Because since we live in a society where you don't trust yourself, you know, we're told be keto, be whole 30, be all that. It's like, how do you trust yourself to know what to eat? (laughs) <laughs> I always check in with people and, and, and train them to think like, okay, if I have this thing, how am I going to feel after it? Yeah. You know, to go there. And if you can be like, cool, I'm going to have it out and I'm not going to have, like, I'm not going to want to like cry in my car for like 30 <laughs> minutes afterwards. Like have it. That's yeah. fine. I think also what I really love about what I do and what I, what excites me every day and makes me happy to wake up every day is like, I love really educating people about all the fun things you get to eat. Because I think a lot of yeah. times when we think healthy, it's like, you know, especially when people are transitioning from uh, eating sugar, they're like, ah, oh, like food is bland. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Like, let's go, you know, spend, invest. Let's get you excited to open up your cabinet every day. And you're like, oh my God, I just bought this new Ceylon uh, cinnamon that I can't wait. I'm going to make like, I, for me, okay, you guys, this is like changed my life. Um, these, this company, they're called, uh, they're called Almond Cow. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Okay. They sent me, they created a nut milk maker. Ooh. Yes. Oh, you can make your own nut milk? Stop it. I know. So <laughs> here's the deal. What I love about this so much, what I, this makes me like you guys. So what I love about this so much is it's like this little machine and you can make anything you want. So I make pumpkin seed and coconut milk. I make walnut milk. I make... Anything like you can get as imaginable. You can get imaginative as you want. And for me, I can't wait to open up my fridge in the morning and be like, "What am I gonna use with this homemade nut milk today?" Like I get so excited, and maybe that's because I'm a big dork. But the other (laughs) part of it is like I want to teach people. Like there are so many foods out there, you know, that we haven't. There's so much to eat, and there's so much fun in it. And I think if you really teach, like unfortunately. I don't know about you. Yeah. We didn't have home ec and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like we, I think a lot of people our mm-hmm. age weren't taught to cook. No. You know, there's so many fruits and vegetables I've never even like noticed or knew what to do yeah. with. Yeah. And I think for me, educating people being like, hey, oh my God, you, have you guys tried Romanesco yet? Because it's like my new favorite thing. Yeah. You know, like educating people about food. So that way they're skipping to their cupboards. Like yeah. I can't wait to go and, and, and cook something. And it yeah. can be really creative too. Totally. I think that's what I've found in it too. And it wouldn't be a courageous wellness episode without me quoting <laughs> from my favorite podcast other than ours. <laughs> Dr. Mark Hyman's The Doctor's Pharmacy. Oh, Dr. Mark But he always says, like, we as a culture need to fall in love again with cooking. Yeah. And we've gotten so far away from that because I think it's really intimidating for people. It's, you know, not only the act of doing it, but, like, what the time commitment might need to be. And I think it's, like, when you can... I'm not the world's greatest chef, but I've when I've taken time to cook, I always feel better. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. It's relaxing. And you can also make quick meals, you know? And now, now 
more than ever, there's so many resources out there and you can take a recipe and like do your own version of it or get an instant pot, which changed my life. People love that thing. They're, yeah. I mean, cause it's fast, yeah. but you're cooking, you're really cooking. You're not, you know, it's not, it's like you get slow cooker results in 20 minutes kind of thing. Yeah. And you know, Allie, what goes along with all this, something that you really introduced me to I think it was you. I'm like 100% sure it was you. Okay, great. 99.9% <laughs> sure it was you. But and it goes on with what you're saying with, you know, when you talk about healthy food, right? It's like it can seem very restrictive or, oh, I want to lose 10 pounds. Or maybe it's not even because I feel like we are going away towards weight loss, but then it's still masked and like, well, I just want to feel better, look better, whatever. But you taught me it's not about what you can't have it's about what you can have and like and what you need to and have. what you need to have and instead of taking away from your plate it's about like adding to the plate so it's like if you're gonna have a burger you know maybe you just like add some extra greens to that burger if you're gonna have you know a glass of wine maybe a big salad before that glass you know so it's not about oh I can't have the burger I can't have the wine but how do I add to my plate to just give myself more nutrients. And quality, too. I tell people, yeah. if you're going to have a burger, have, like, you know, yeah. have a really, you know, if, and get a little, you know, get the grass-fed or whatever, yeah. even yeah. though, who knows, they say it has, only has to be grass-fed once to be considered grass-fed. But we won't go there, guys. We're going to be positive. Um, <laughs> I know. You know, if you're going to have vegetables, get some good vegetables. And look, at the same time, I will say, some people don't have access. Like, yeah. you're from yeah. New York, right? Like, some there's certain areas that don't, you know, they just have bodegas and things around. Yeah. Or, we talk about that all the time, like, food yeah. accessibility, food deserts, depending yeah. on where you're living. So, I mean... Look, if you don't have access to it, that's, you know, look, no, no shame there. If no. your vegetables are from Trader Joe's, wherever you get them from, yeah. you know, as long as, you know, do what you can with what you have. Yeah. Um, and I always tell people, this is something that I find, I wish I remembered where this is. I was listening to a podcast. I don't know which one. And there was a woman who is from a country, not the United States. <laughs> Guys, I listen to so many. It's so hard. But, you know, it's customary in their culture. I think it's Norway or, or somewhere like that. They have gardens, community mm-hmm. gardens all around that yeah. anybody can take food yeah. from. And, you know, I think, you know, how can we, what, what can we do where we can, you know, maybe create that in our communities where we're like, mm-hmm. let's all pitch in and make a garden if we don't have anything. Or, yeah. Yeah. you know, can you grow things like outside your door or, or on your patio or wherever. But yes. I think that would be something that would be really cool. I mean, in this place, they were growing them on rooftops That's on the side of me. buildings and anybody could have access to these fruits and vegetables. And yeah. I think, God, what a cool, what a cool thing to do. That's, we need to bring it here to the United States. That's yeah. so sure. cool. Yeah. And yeah. And even learning about things like the dirty dozen list, right? So it's like, even if you can't afford organic or can't budget that in, it's like maybe you can though focus on these 12 items. And to, just yeah. for anybody who doesn't know, I mean, we mentioned the dirty dozen before, but it's um, the Environmental Working Group, which is like a free resource, and there's a free app, um, puts out a list every year, which is the Dirty Dozen, which is what Erica referred yeah, to. Yeah, it's the 12 um, fruits and vegetables that have like the most, um, the highest pesticide count, um, you know, comparatively. Yeah. And so like an avocado has very little, so you don't necessarily need to buy avocados organic, but like tomatoes, strawberries, peaches, spinach, or consistently like some of the top four or five but um <laughs> tangent we can go off so many it's good it's good tangents. to know though good tip. um yeah. yeah but you know so just back to to I think that's so great about your eating disorder recovery but do you ever get any flare-ups or any of those old not like where you want to you know maybe not to that extreme or maybe it is but even myself right like I've come such a long way but and I know, right, as an emotional eater, what my check-in points are. Like, am I eating right now because 
I feel sad or I need a hug or what. But even then, sometimes I find myself with an almond butter jar and a spoon and I'm like, (laughs) I don't care. I'm self-soothing right now and it's a choice I'm making, right? But, you know, I think for, for any sort of, anybody listening who's had an eating disorder or struggling through an eating disorder, is it a... Is it something you feel like you've completely recovered from, or do you notice things that come up from That's time to time? That's interesting. I've never thought about it. I mean, yeah. gosh, you know, for me, with the way I eat now, I yeah. haven't had a single moment mm. where I've ever felt like, oh, I wish I could have it. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. I mean, yeah. that's, that's the goal. That's, that's the goal. Recovery, and, yeah, no, it's really cool. But, and what I think is really cool now is, gosh, there's just so much available. Like, I, yeah. I just, like, okay. I don't know why. I just recently found, like, for me, I used to love my boyfriend and I, and I don't think they're bad, but for us personally, like, when we eat grains, it just mm-hmm. doesn't, I always feel bloated. It just doesn't work mm-hmm. in my body. Yeah. And I have some clients that they feel great with that. Yeah. Um, but for me, I recently started, like, I found this company that started making, like, these awesome tortillas made out of tiger nuts, which, did you know wow. tiger nuts? Wow. I know tiger I nuts. I just learned about tiger nuts. But yes. I didn't yes. know they made chips out of tiger nuts. Well, they're tortillas. <gasps> and, like, like, tortilla, like, wraps? Yes. Okay. Uh, so like okay, have you guys been to? I always say it wrong. Tacoya. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I love them. They're yeah. not cheap. It's like eighteen dollars for a burger. A, 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 not a burger. A burrito. That's it's like don't worry for anyone listening. It's an organic Mexican restaurant in Los Angeles that has like cauliflower rice. They even Ugh. have like siete tortillas now yes. for their burritos. It's yeah. like a very healthy organic like Chipotle basically. Exactly. (laughs) And so for me, I was like, Oh, I want one of those burritos. Like I was like really feeling it, but I was like, I don't want to spend $20 on a burrito. Like I just can't, my parents raised me differently. So, um, (laughs) so for me, I found like these awesome tiger nut. And if you guys don't know, tiger nuts are from, they're not a nut. They're actually from a root vegetable Mm. and they're a great source of prebiotics. So they make these awesome tiger nut tortillas and I make my own burritos now. So for me, one of the things that I think was so key in my recovery was figuring out what are my favorite foods to eat and how can I make a different version of them yeah. where there is no guilt, mm. it's not addictive, and I'm still like, oh, I'm still having the burrito. And it, to me, it tastes just as good, and I'm not, like, keeled over on the floor afterwards. <laughs> like, what have I done? Like, exactly. Yeah. You know what's interesting that you talk about? And I don't know that we've ever really talked about it this way on the podcast, so I'm glad that mm-hmm. you brought it up. But I think, you know, you talk about being in this place of um, – freedom, recovery from, um, an eating disorder. Mm -hmm. And you also have brought up the, um, idea that a lot of our food is especially sugar, refined sugar is addictive and it's not about, and there's science behind this, you know, it's not about willpower most of the time when your body is used to eating it and not only then used to eating it, but then addicted Mm -hmm. to eating it. And I think that's a really important point to make because I think there's so much shame and blame and, um, like, Oh, I've failed or this is my fault because I can't stop eating this kind of stuff. But it's like, no, you're now what's happening physiologically in your brain and in your body is that you're programmed to need more right? To need more to feel a certain baseline, which is how addiction works, right? There's a physiological response, whether you're addicted to smoking cigarettes because of the nicotine, whatever, like whether you're addicted to drugs, I mean, cocaine, again, it's like white powder, like a lot of white powders are addictive. (laughs) So why would that be any different in processed sugar and flour I mean, it's all looks the same. So like, and, and I like that you bring that up because people spend so much time blaming themselves for that. But like, 
to bring to light that there's something else that's also going on. It's not about you not having willpower. Not at all. And here's the thing. Like my boyfriend can attest to this. I get enraged <laughs> when yeah. I go to health events. Yeah. And there's all these products like Expo West and all mm-hmm. this stuff. And the packages say paleo or keto or whatever. And there's sugar in them. Yeah. And it makes me so angry. And it's not like it's, you know, look, if you do coconut sugar, that's fine. Yeah. I don't. But, you know, to me, sugar, there's 61 names for this thing. Right. And to me, I'm going, these people are going at length to hide these ingredients in food. And when you watch all these documentaries, like, I always, like, end up sobbing. But people, I think, ultimately want to eat healthy. Yes, they want do. to make good decisions. And it's so painful. Like, if you've seen, oh, God, is it with the health? No, it's not with the health. Um, there's a documentary where these people in the Midwest are trying to eat healthy and their kids are obese. Do you know what I'm talking mm, about? I think, yeah, I do. Yes. It was on Netflix. Yes, it yeah. was. I can't, uh, fed up. That's yes. what it is. Yes, so yes, yes. these poor kids, their parents are going, well, I'm feeding them whole grain this and I'm feeding yeah. them that. And it's so freaking unfair because some people just don't have access or are educated Education. about it. Like so many clients I work with, they're like, oh, well, it says this. And I go, bring me the ingredients. And mm-hmm. then they go, oh crap. Like, to me, you know, it's just, it's so unfair because I think ultimately people do want to feed themselves and their families well. And there's a lot of marketing that goes into make us, you know, don't look over here, look over here. Like, you know, and it really makes me upset. Yeah. Or just those false, it'll say paleo, whole grain, non-GMO. So you would, and I think that's why we have to become experts in reading labels because it doesn't matter what they're telling us. It says Organic doesn't necessarily mean healthy. Paleo doesn't. Nothing. Oh, you preach, have to yes. be your own health advocate. You do. Because people are actually, like you're saying, there are corporations and billions of dollars, and this is maybe another discussion for another day, going in to convincing massive populations of people that they're doing the right thing and these corporations are keeping them sick, addicted to food, well, food product, not real food, addicted, and then spending thousands and thousands of dollars on their chronic illnesses in in the medical system. And that's the way it's set up. So if you think that like a company is going to be your advocate, think again. They want to make money off of you and they want to keep you coming back for more. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, I there was just listening to something where they were talking about they took years to try to get sodas out of schools. Mm-hmm. And guess what? They're fighting to put them back in. Yeah, and of course. Me, I'm like, you know, if I was a parent, I'd be flipping furniture. I'm like, yeah. I don't want my kid. You know, and that's the whole other ar- argument is, okay, cool. Like, you know, a lot of kids are like, oh, you have ADHD. You have, you know, you can't sit still. Well, guess what? You're, feel- you're filling them up with sugar. And guess what? They can't sit still during no. class. And they're not bad kids. They don't need all that medication. No. And then we medicate them after we give them a- yeah. drugs, essentially. Yeah. Drugs to treat other drugs. And that's what I always tell people. You know, a lot of times when you're quitting sugar, especially if you have candida, which those little bugs just love sugar and make you crave yeah. it even more. A lot of people, it's really hard to give it up yeah. because you will feel awful. Yeah. You will feel terrible. Because I've had so many clients go Alex I tried and then I just I had some sugar and I felt so much better and I'm like of course you did yeah because that's you got a hit (laughs) yeah you got your hit and so it it really is to me if I think if anybody can uh, do something good for their health I think ultimately I I just don't think sugar is great you know um and it has nothing to do with you know it's a bad food I just to me that's playing with a drug and I I just Mm. you know I just yeah, yeah. 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 referred to is like it should be looked at as a recreational drug. It yeah, really absolutely. Yeah. So, how do you work with individuals who want to quit sugar but feel like that's because, right, it's in 
everything. (laughs) It's literally healthy food. It's a podcast. Air quotes, healthy food. (laughs) We air quote a lot. Has... is filled with sugar. Whole wheat bread is filled with sugar, right? Like everything is filled with sugar. So it can feel very overwhelming when you're like, I want to cut back. I want to quit. How do you coach individuals on it? It's a process. I mean, it it does take a lot of time. Um, For me, it's just, you know, slowly. The first thing I do is I always have people open up their cabinets and I'm like, let's look because mm-hmm. you know this is my favorite sick game and my parents hate it but when I go to their house I open up their fridge and I'm like looking at all their stuff and you would be shocked in a lot of products that you use every day like my mom for example she went to Trader Joe's and she bought beets beets are sweet already but guess what Trader Joe's is like let's add some cane sugar to these yeah. beets yeah and to me that's the number one place to start is look there's one thing, if you're going to a birthday party and you're like, cool, there's cake. I am very well aware that there is sugar in this right. cake. But some people might not know. Yeah. The dressing in your salad, the, the, the mustard. Oh, my God. It's so hard to find um, uh, mustard without sugar. Mm. Pickles. They put sugar in pickles. They put yeah. it in everything. And so let's look at that first. And I think that's a really nice place mm-hmm. to start. Yeah, the first ingredient in... Um like regular Heinz ketchup is um, high fructose corn syrup. Sure is. Yeah. Just, just liquid sugar. Well, yeah. And I think, <laughs> honestly, I think awareness is the first step in everything yeah, because right. even if you're like, I want to cut back or I, I want to quit sugar for a week or whatever it is, when you start reading labels, when you start reading ingredients lists, you're naturally... I feel like you naturally change habits just based on knowledge and education, right? Absolutely. So, it's very empowering. And then you feel like, you know what, you bring up a good point. Then you feel like, hey, I'm going to have a piece of birthday cake because it's a birthday and I'm celebrating it. And there's no, no one's tricking me into no one's this. Tricking you. I am choosing this because it's what I want right now. And I'm well aware of what I'm choosing. But, but the kind of shady aspect of it all is when you think, when you're being told you're doing something good for yourself and you, you think you are and you're actually consuming that birthday cake in a different form. Absolutely. And that's one thing. Cause you're right. Like, let's say I'm like, Oh cool. I've been eating clean all week. I'm going to have a birthday cake. Cool. Right. Cool. Cool. But a lot of people are shocked. You're eating a lot of sugar that you don't even know is there. And that, and then people go like, I just don't get it. Why am I, you know, I eat so well. Yeah. And that to me, you're right. It's, it's, it's unfair. So that's what I always like to teach people is like, let's open up, let's clean out your cabinet. And there are so many cool companies coming out right now Yes. that I like the ethos. I've listened to the owners. I've met some of them. And then sometimes you just make your own shit, which is my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because then you can be creative as you want. You can make stuff that doesn't, that isn't even on the marketplace. What are some of your favorite things to make? Like, okay. what are what are your favorite recipes? Well, right now I love I love a good salad dressing. Mm-hmm. And my new favorite thing I always talk about this on my Instagram is walnut oil. Mm. I've been making these walnut oil salad dressings because I was just you know I'm always used to doing like just a little olive oil, which is great. But yeah. I do like this like walnut oil and like I blend right now tomatoes are not tomatoes uh strawberries mm. are in season so I'll do like a strawberry cilantro walnut oil salad dressing Ooh, that, that has sounds been amazing it's been I've never been more excited to eat a kale <laughs> salad in my life um I love that I love making my own blends again of the, mm. the almond I mean not the almond the nut milk mm. or seed milk you know some people yeah. don't do well with nuts so I've been right. making seed milk out of it I love making last night I made um chocolate muffins using like bananas and like a hazelnut and almond flour mm. 
mix that I made. Just all those kinds of things have been really fun. Like, I just kind of, like, listen to what I'm craving right yeah. now. Like, and I'm like, oh, I wonder if I could make that. Yeah. yeah. But those are my favorites. So you're good then with natural sugar, like fruit sugars. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, to me, I, I've never heard of anyone, well... You know, just like being like, oh, I just can't stop with the strawberry. Like I'm just eating, you know, <laughs> the, fruit. yeah, like, yeah. you know, some people look and that's a whole other conversation because, you know, all these fruit bowls and smoothie bowls mm-hmm. came in and yeah, it is a lot of sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me that that's less worrisome than somebody who's, you know, cane sugar to me. I'm like, that's yeah. when people go, I can't stop. And yeah. that's, that makes right. me nervous. Yeah. So just sticking with the whole real foods. Because oftentimes when you're consuming fruit sugar, Unless it's distilled in some way right. and put into something, you're consuming it in the context of the fruit. With fiber. With and fiber all, yes. and all the other things that go along with it. So the digestion process is different, right? And you're getting a lot of other stuff with that. Yeah. What do you think then, too, about juice cleanses? Because I, don't I love them. Yeah, because I was going to say I, I know. <laughs> but, but I know, right, people do it as a way to get greens and to be healthier. Even not cleanses, just adding, like, a greens juice. But... They, they have a lot of sugar in them I as think well. they're just because, yeah, you're losing all the fiber mm-hmm. um, from them. So, look, if you want to do a straight green juice, I think that to add that into your diet. But I'm not about restriction. Like, yeah. I don't want people to, like, anytime someone's like, I just got to make it for three days. Or I just have to yeah. do this diet for 30 days. Yeah. Or I'm like, well, that doesn't seem like you're just going to go right back. Yeah. I'm not into that. I'm like, let's just make this a lifestyle. Like, And, look, sometimes I'll, like take fresh celery and I'll do like the celery juice yeah. and I blend it and I strain it and I drink it in the morning on an empty stomach. Um, cause it helps reset the hydrochloric acid, mm. rebuild the hydrochloric acid in your stomach. But you know, I still eat food and yeah. I never feel, I never want to feel like I have to make it, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> right. So, so what do you think about all of these like trends, right? Like keto, whole 30, paleo, what like there's there's so many I'm like there's everything there's you know everything. yeah so and they get very buzzy they yes. get so yeah a lot of people are keto a lot of people stick to whole thirty or just do whole thirty occasionally what do you think about those kinds of trends is there ones you like more than others or do you feel like you should just figure out what works for you I mean I like the ethos of like okay like the idea the true idea I think behind keto and paleo and whole 30 is like mm-hmm. we want to be eating real food yeah. which mm-hmm. I think is great but then companies are like ooh these are getting yes. trendy and then right. people just smack you know keto paleo on everything because I had to go to I work sometimes with um, paleo magazine and I write for them mm-hmm. and I went to the metabolic health summit which is the key it's a keto conference and they have like this room filled with all these products and I'm walking around and one of the big ingredients that a lot of people that do keto use is erythritol. Which just totally right? yes. Yeah. It's just it's an alcohol sugar which just totally like ruins your intestines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it just it's rough. And so for me, yeah. I'm like the whole idea for me behind keto is like healthy fats, whole foods. Right. And I'm like, but then you have all these products like Quest Bar was there. I'm like, what are you guys doing here? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think that's something I, I like the energy behind it. Look, like I've watched, um, what is it? Blue pill, that mm-hmm, documentary mm-hmm. on Netflix where, you know, a lot of us were, I grew up in the nineties, afraid of yeah. that. And you see kids with, um, I wanted to say Alzheimer's. That's not right. Um, autism. autism. Yeah. And you're watching their brain improve. You're watching them. Oh, you with know, the fats. Oh yeah, my we, God. I watched. I bawled like that. a baby towards the end. 
I always cry during. I know I can't. Um, I can't keep like all the titles of all the Netflix. Oh, they're so they're all yeah. But yes, I remember watching that. It's yeah, incredible the improvement. Yeah. So, but to me, it's you know, I, I'm a, what I saw from the documentary. She's using real, you know, olive oil, fruits, vegetables. Yeah. You know, there wasn't like a product. It's still not like pack as you can make packaged keto food, packaged uh, paleo totally. food. Totally. And I think at the end of the day, I think whether you eat vegetarian or you consume animal products, it's just like the best is no nutrition label yeah and look i have some packaged foods that i've done a lot of research on the brands i've spoken to some of the brands and that's fine and another reason why i think that's really cool is just like we're just kind of a wasteful society where we're buying all these packages and you know how can we make a difference you know in our home you know for me one of the things i love is like how can i make my kitchen more eco-friendly where i'm using like that's what i love about that nut milk maker is i make the nut milk i have the milk but then also i have the the flour the meal that i can make for baking or I could use to make a porridge right. out of or you know I'm using the whole buffalo even though it's yeah. a, not a buffalo it's a nut <laughs> no, I feel like I'm, buffalo. I feel like I'm asking like 15 questions no, but I'm, I'm so curious no, you know because you did like I agree with everything you're saying and I love it so much but you know there are people who lead very busy fast-paced lives right totally. and they don't have time to cook or they mm-hmm. don't have time they just they just don't have the time or maybe they have they can be like, well, I can cook myself breakfast and dinner, but like, I need, I need a snack. Like what are some bars or like, are there any things that you do recommend that are cleaner for people who just need something? They're like, I'm in my car for like four hours a day and I need something. Is it just pack some nuts? Like, do you make your own trail mix or is there any sort of packaged food that you're like, if you're going to do it, this is a brand that I approve. Question. I mean, I'll say this. I'm going to keep it brief. But one of the things I will say to people is like, I love to try to, you'll hear people say, I'm busy, I'm busy, busy. I'm like, cool. But then are you on Instagram for like an hour? Like, where are you spending your time? Like, I think we have to make, we have to find time to take care of ourselves, you know, uh, if we're going to totally, and I think whether it comes, you know, maybe I don't spend an hour doing my makeup or watching YouTube videos or whatever. And look, <laughs> that fine. If you want to do that, fine. But I think we got to find the time to try to make our own stuff. Well, there's a great meme. Can. I don't know if that's, I don't know if meme I'm, you know, I don't know if memes the right word, but there was a great Instagram <laughs> graphic that I think is we what people refer to as yes. a meme. Um, but you know, it basically said something like, Oh, I don't have time for it to work out. Spends an hour on Instagram. Yeah. Oh, I don't have time to self care. Watches Netflix for an hour. Right. So it's like, you have time. You just choose to spend it the Elsewhere. way you choose right. to spend it, which, you know, no judgment, but I agree that people who say they don't have time, it sometimes is just an excuse. Yeah. And also I think, you know, we have to demand, like, I think everybody has the right to sit down and eat a dinner or lunch or breakfast or whatever that is. And, you know, if you're working somewhere that won't even let you eat your lunch, like that's, I think that's something to explore. However, with that being said, and I get what am I going to tell you? Like package foods. Um, you know, I was like people, cause I travel a lot um, and I go to places. I'm not going somewhere fun. I'm like, I'm going to like, you know, the middle of nowhere in Wisconsin. You need that plane Which snack. might be fun, you yeah. guys. Oh, my God. If you're listening. It is. But uh, there's not, a, you know, it's not as much available. So for me, when I travel, I, just, I try to get a lot of fresh fruits and vegetables in there. Like, my boyfriend, like, he teaches stand-up comedy. And, and mm-hmm. um, some days he's in class all day, back-to-back classes. Yeah. But, you know, he brings, like, fresh cucumbers mm. and he brings hummus. And, like, you know, for me, things that don't have an expiration date, you know, because think like, about it. Like, shelf-stable. Yeah, if something has to, like, live on a shelf, like, how does that work, mm-hmm. you know? Um, 
there is a company and you know the taste isn't i'm still working on the taste they're called bright foods mm. um but you have to freeze their bars because they don't add any um additives in them mm, so okay. you take them out of the freezer 24 hours before you want to eat them and there's no additives and they're using cool ingredients like whole fruits and vegetables so it's not like a it's it's not a very processed bar and they're using adaptogen herbs in theirs they do like a kale one with like sweet potatoes Ooh, and stuff yummy. yeah so that's cool I like them. Siete foods I really like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, they're the great. best. They're great. And they're delicious. They're delicious. I mean, I honestly, I thought I was never going to have chips again. And I was like, thank you, Siete. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is cool, too. And I will say this to people. Like, if you do have time, and if not, I'm sure you guys are a great resource. Looking for companies that are creating good, high-quality products yeah. that are you know, conscious, uh, I think is really cool. Because the marketplace yeah. sees that and goes, this is where people are spending their money. Which yeah. is interesting. Like, yeah. Primal Kitchen is a paleo company by, by Mark Sisson, and yeah. Kraft just bought them. Yeah. Because, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, for a lot of money. Mark's, Mark's doing good. Um, but, you know, he said, when I talked to him, he said that, you know, Kraft recognizes that, you know, they have a high-quality product and they don't want to change it. We'll see. I'm we'll watching see. Mark. Um, but <laughs> actually, yeah. that going along with that, there are some bigger companies that are realizing, like, that have typically been ones that didn't actually care about yeah. making you addicted. Um, probably spent a lot of money constructing the bliss point in their labs oh, for their consumers. I know, so creepy. But they are now realizing, because there's a shift in the consumer kind of desires, yeah. um, they're going to they're gonna have to change. And that is what's interesting. That I'm going to like watch this craft yeah. primal kitchen yeah. closely, relationship closely, because I think... It's probably a brilliant move if they can stay committed to the quality um, and like mission of Primal Kitchen. Yeah, it's a brilliant move for Kraft because Kraft's gonna have to change. Yeah, and with that I think is really exciting. Like they're starting to offer Primal Kitchen now in Walmart. Like they yeah. do. Right. Yes. Well, I think Which, that's so accessible, important. right? Yeah. Like I think that's the goal, right? Like ideally, a dream world is there is no healthy food; it's just mm. food, right? It's right. That's um, how it's supposed to be. That's how it's supposed to be. Uh, will it happen? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. But I think, I think, yeah, if you're one of those people that leads a busy life, I mean, yeah, uh, Bright Foods, uh, Primal Kitchen's a great brand. Mm-hmm. I like them a lot. Um, but yeah, I think it's really hard to replace whole, like whole mm-hmm. food. So it's like, you know, if you do consume meat, can you, you know, bake some vegetables the night before and, and, and eat those or raw yeah. fruits and vegetables or make a smoothie where you make it the night before and you mm-hmm. just grab it on your way out the door in the yeah. morning. You just, there's no better replacement for that. No, I think these are all such great tips and such important topics, you know, for everyone to even consider in their own lives, you know, um, and little shifts. It sounds like what you're saying, like make make, a difference, make a big difference. difference. So how, how do you, what does self-care look like for you? Like, how do you take care of yourself as someone who's really (laughs) busy and someone who's constantly right focused on food? How do you take care of yourself and also make sure it doesn't go into like that orthorexia world like what does self-care look like for you and how do you balance it all I'm so embarrassed all? to answer this I'm such a big dork like for me um I love like I love like being inspired by certain people like Alice Waters is huge mm. for me she's the creator of the farm to table movement mm-hmm. and like I've been watching her master class you guys mm. Ugh, oh really oh it's so cool because you think you know how to cook and then you're like no 
I yeah. don't know. I don't know anything. <laughs> but yeah, educating myself. I love to, I love boxing, which is yeah. hilarious to me. I never thought I would. Maybe it's because I'm an Italian I girl. I love boxing. Yeah. <laughs> my, you watch Rock, my parents put on like Rocky for me when I was a kid. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I, I love this. Like it's, there's something really therapeutic about yeah. it. Now I will say I'm still working on that. Like I think it's something that you guys I think will resonate with. You know, if you are a, in, in an industry where you're taking care of other people, you know, Sometimes I'm like, oh crap, like I'll just wake up in the morning and I'm looking at my emails trying to get back to clients yeah. before I've even had water or done anything for myself yes. and I'm working on it because yeah. it's really hard because you want to be of service and you want to help people, but you know, you, I, I would be better if I had water first. You yeah. know what I mean? Or you like have to take care yeah. of yourself <laughs> first yeah. in order to be primed to help other people. Fill your cup up first. Totally. And so yeah. that's something that I'm really working on and it's walking, hard to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's real hard. Um, Walking for me has also been amazing, and I'm sure you guys have seen this book, but if you haven't, um, have you seen Hidden Staircases? Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Oh, you guys. Okay. Is it the Hidden Staircases of Los Angeles? Yes, it is. Yes. And they have other editions coming out. You know what? Yes. I do know. I thought, yes, I know what you're talking about. For me, you know, I I don't know. I think I really believe like I was like a little squirrel in a past life because I can't sit still and meditation feels like torture. But walking for me. Moving meditation is a thing. Walking for me is like the best. So getting that book and I'm just like... I have a little map to follow and, you know, I do different trails for that has been such a nice way to just kind of disconnect and have a moment. Oh, that's amazing. Cool. Yeah. I like that. So we ask all of our guests, um, over the course of your journey, if you have a particular book that has stood out for you and it can be something that was inspirational to you specifically in your journey or something that you would perhaps recommend, um, for anyone who's interested in sort of starting maybe their own nutrition journey. Ooh, so it can, just anything, anything along your journey, yeah. a book that you would recommend to our listeners. I want to say two. I'm going to say, Go yeah, yeah. I'll keep it quick. I'll keep it quick. So one of them, and everyone knows this, but I'm going to tell you anyway, Elisa Vidi, if you're a woman, uh-huh. everyone should read mm-hmm. woman code because, oh my God, this comes up a lot. It's just, she's yeah. a brilliant human being. She went to integrative nutrition too. She oh, did. Cool. And I uh, love her. And another thing that I think is really cool is The Power of Habit. Do you mm, guys know this book? No. Um, I think it's very interesting. And to some, it's a boring read, but I found it very interesting. Um, it's all about how how we how we create habits. And mm. I think if you're trying to be a health person, or even if you're trying to be healthy in your life, understanding how habits are constructed. And also I love it because they pick point it from like a business point of view, how businesses know how we create habits and how they get us addicted to products. Wow, that sounds really good. That like, yes, please. Yeah, I I want to know that. So where can everyone find you on the internet? If they want to follow you or work with you, where can everyone find you? Yeah, so I, uh, at eatcute, E-A-T-C-U-T-E on Instagram. Um, send me messages. I write that. <laughs> um, also on my website at alexandracatalano.com. Cool. Well, thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Courageous Wellness. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode featuring a different guest each week. Subscribe, rate, and write us a nice review. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness or get in touch through our website, www.courageouswellnesspodcast.com. Until next week, I'm Allie. And I'm Erica, and we're Courageous Wellness.